This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport. It's semi-final time at the uh, Rugby World Cup in Japan and uh, South Africa will be taking on Wales. That one will be on Sunday. But first, we'll have another massive class, New Zealand and England on Saturday. And uh, we're going to unpack these two fixtures. I've got Robbie Kempson and John Robbie as always with me. John Robbie, welcome uh, once again to another edition of Sports Talk Special. It's crunch time. It's crunch time. And can you believe it? I mean, it's like all these World Cups. It just starts. You wait for years for it. Mm. Then it starts. And then it's games every day. Two games. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Then suddenly you turn around twice and you're in the semifinals. Blink it is amazing. New Zealand versus England. Us versus Wales. It is fantastic. There's so much to talk about. Yep. There's so many talking points. There's so much rubbish that has been raised as well. I yep. mean, Yako Paper, did you ever oh. hear such rubbish oh. in all your life? You're at the airport. You've done a fantastic job. Nobody, there's not a single question about the guy getting sent off because Mm. he was an idiot. Yako Paper takes a picture with some fans having a beer and he loses out on possibly getting one of the biggest games of his life. And nobody seems to be standing up and complaining about it except my old mate Clive Woodward. It is nonsense. Absolutely. It's, I don't know, political correctness gone gone mad, you know. But anyway, I think it's a pity. And uh, But I suppose it's just one of those things. It is. uh, Robbie Kempson, I mean, look, uh, John Robbie's getting us off on the uh, officiating (laughs) (laughs) on the right note the note of officiating we've got another French ref um, refing the game between the South Africans and and Wales and then we've got uh, Nigel Owens for New Zealand and England should we really be concerned about officiating yeah, I think there should be a bit of concern about it. Um, you, you've, you know, haven't won with the current with the ref that's going to be doing our game. Um, his record with us is rather, yeah, it, 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 it's cause for concern to be honest. And but there's not much you can do about it. I think once they selected, they're not going to be changing them. And then you know, we've got a Welshman refereeing an England game. I don't know if that's quite up there as well. So you know, I, 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 I would have. <laughs> you never know which way he's going to turn or he's going to turn on. So um, no, listen, I think both. Refs, uh, well, from what uh, World Rugby tell us, have proved themselves and deserve their positions. And I think Yaku Paper would have got one of those. Yeah. And I agree with John. I think it's absolute rubbish that he's you know, been sanctioned for something that was just a mild-mannered, you know, a sense of humour. And, and I agree with a lot of what people say is that it's going to stop referees interacting with the public, which mm. I do think is wrong. I think they're also characters. They've also got lives to live. And you know, Yaku Paper is one of the most professional referees out there. And to to have this just thrown at him. I think it's rather unfortunate. I, I agree. I think the refereeing issue is, I mean, we've said before, Gosh says the French referees are a little bit unpredictable, but the end result is that the rugby, the games they referee are fantastic rugby games. Mm. So rugby likes them. Yet I think for teams and coaches, that unpredictability can sometimes be a problem. Scrummaging, for example, which is a major part of our game. Yeah. Sometimes he gets, gets strange ideas. But look, we've had him before. We know what his, his foibles are. And obviously, you're going to play the ref on the day and we know how to do that now so let's have no excuses about the refs they're slightly different just like teams are slightly different let's play them on the day and they're all professional nobody is cheating they're the most professional body in the world so let's just let's just get on with it and and, and talk about the players absolutely and I mean you both you gentlemen have played at the top level of rugby and uh, over the week we've heard Eddie Jones and Zondi Lestick complaining about spying oh give me a break tell me about it John (laughs) oh would you give me a break I mean what are you going to pick up in a training session that you're not going to pick up in the uh, watching along with a billion other people in the quarterfinals. Mm. 
journalists, I mean, when I came on the, 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 the my British and Irish Lions tour in 1980, I think there must have been about 10 journalists. And everyone said, my goodness, this is amazing. Now there's about 10,000 journalists. Mm. And we talked about that gap now between the games. They have to f- file copy. They have to come up with something. And I think the coaches are just playing a little bit of fun with that one. I mean, it's just crazy. It is nonsense. It is daft. What's next? Susie the waitress poisoning one of the teams? <laughs> come on. Your thoughts, Robbie? Yeah, no, uh, I couldn't agree more. I think uh, specifically Eddie Jones is just playing. He's up to his good old tricks. Um, and funny enough, Eddie only does these type of things when he's absolutely nervous and not sure of the outcome. So uh, I, I do think New Zealand's probably got the better of him on this one. And I think the way Hanson's uh, reacted to all his uh, missiles he's tried to throw at him has been you know, pretty decent. I mm. think the, the best chirp of them all was that England's not our rival, South Africa is. So um, this is just another game for us. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, Robbie, let's talk about those those nerves that you are talking about. Because Eddie Jones did say, well, they've got nothing to be nervous about. It's uh, New Zealand that are going for a hat-trick of, of Rugby World Cup titles. But surely uh, the English are, are chewing on their fingernails right now. I think they'd be pretty nervous, to be honest. Yeah, I, I don't think... Uh, I mean, when Eddie reacts the way he is, he, he tends to be nervous himself. So, you know, the players... And Ben Youngs has come out and said that that actually, you know, it encourages the players that he's, he talks the way he does and he gives them confidence and you know, allows them to, you know, almost uh, get rid of that invincibility and aura that surrounds the All Blacks. But I, I don't tend to think so. I think it, it, it adds uncertainty I would think certainly um, in what a couple of the players minds that if their coach does react like he is in this specific manner all of a sudden uh, for the whole World Cup he's been quiet he's been sitting back he's been relaxed and now he's just had solver after solver at the New Zealand and their coaches and their media. Um, I, I think it does. It might play a little bit on the heads of the mm. English players. And this all-black team, I think, particularly the way they played that last game against Ireland, I would be nervous if I was England. John Robbie, talking about this match, New Zealand-England, what do you make of it? Well, it's interesting. I mean, first of all, sometimes you go out and it just doesn't work for you. Sometimes you go out and everything happens. And then afterwards you analyse and say the reasons. So you have to take that. You go into a semi-final, you're fully prepared, you're fully motivated. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But what we've got to work on is the evidence that we got so far. Mm. There were three teams in the World Cup who believe they can beat South Africa, uh, beat New Zealand. That's South Africa, Ireland and England. All right? Now, Ireland and South Africa have both been well beaten. England, if you think about it, although they've been beaten in the last few games, they only lost by a point at Twickenham in Mm. 2018 and they should have won that game there was controversy at the end they haven't really been tested in this World Cup England if you think about it the French game was called off Argentina and Australia were shocking against them so England haven't really been tested I would be a little bit concerned I think the packs will cancel each other out they're both Mm. magnificent packs of forwards then you say well the rest of the game Goal kicking should be fine. Mm. The backline play, the All Blacks have been have been fantastic. Mm. My biggest worry for England has been that their 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 uh, defence in the middle they've actually been penetrated a, a few times, and that could be problems for them. But having said that, they they've got I think six of the English players played in the final test against the All Blacks uh, for the Lions in 27. Two more were on the bench, so they've got eight players who've actually experienced. You know, drawing a series in New Zealand, so they don't think that New Zealanders, uh, New Zealanders are invincible. Yeah. So I think it's just going to be—it's going to come down to those couple of incidents that can decide the game. And we know, as we uh, from our game against New Zealand, we we fell asleep twice in five minutes, and it cost us the game. Absolutely. Will that will will that happen for England? But I tell you, that the physical effort on either side is going to be astronomical. I hope we don't see serious injuries, and as usual, I hope we don't see red cards.
Uh, John Robbie, two fly halves on the park for New Zealand. How does Eddie Jones plan for them? Well, I mean, it's 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 something that that they've been working at for a while. Uh, we know now they go left, they go right. There's pods left, pods right, with uh, a playmaker rather than just bashing, crashing forwards. The thing is, it's it, it's difficult. It adds another dimension. But having said that. In a way, they've, their powder is not dry. People know what to expect now, and they will have, they will have worked on that. I think the high kick is going to be interesting yeah. uh, again, and I think we're going to see a barrage from both sides high. I mean, it's so, so much now, and we're going to talk about South Africa and that aspect yeah. as well. So much depends on how you deal with kicking games. But as I say, at this stage, everybody has come through games now. It's, 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 a, it's a World Cup final, yes. and it could depend just on the moments, the luck, the skill, that bit of magic that, 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 that comes out. But um, looking at the teams, I mean, you'd have to go with New Zealand. But just sometimes, as we know in World Cups, it's somebody's year, and, and maybe it's England's year. It's a very tough game to call. Just so you know, for you who, who is listening at the moment, as we recorded this uh, podcast, the, the teams weren't out as yet. Uh, Robbie Kempson, what do you make of South Africa versus Wales? Yeah, I think a, a tough one to call as well. But I think just Wales, they're just off the boil. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, if you look at that game against France, yeah, mm. it's just they, they haven't brought the sort of form they had in the Six Nations into the, you know their pre-match uh, games that they played before the World Cup. The World Cup itself, they've they've really underperformed. Uh, you would think, uh, and Gatlin would know that. And I think that gives South Africa the edge. I think you know we we raised the ante up against Japan and, and needed to, obviously with the whole nation behind them. Yeah. And I don't think our game plan is going to change much. I, I don't think uh, the complement of our team and uh, will change much. They should change. I think Vili should uh, move on. And they should maybe get Chesney in at fullback and bring Spoon Corsi onto the wing. For me, that would be the only way I'd go. But would Rassi take that risk in a semi-final? Probably not. Mm. But certainly that would, um, you know, add a bit more flair to, to uh, you know, the attacking that we might need to do, particularly from turnovers. Uh, but certainly that it's a well side that um, has underperformed, and I think perhaps we're catching them at just the right time. Uh, we have lost them in our previous encounters. But uh, I do think that the way that we've come out of Japan and the way that uh, Wales were lucky to get out of the French game, I, I think that we might have the edge on them. Defence has been key in this uh, Rugby World Cup, uh, Robbie Kempson, for the South Africans. They've been fantastic on defence. How does Warren Catlin plan against that? Yeah, and he's got Sean Edwards. He does pretty much the same. But their defence was concerning, uh, particularly against France, where if, you know, if France had one or two big runners at them and they, they seemed to be, you know... Uh, crumble under the pressure so you know, from South African point of view the kicking game yes five kicks a lot yes perhaps the inaccuracies with regards to those kicks but the idea behind it is for us to get our defensive line up and yeah. I think we get that pretty right so and then we do have opportunities to counter attack we have taken them particularly against Japan so yeah our defence will be resolute again I think we'll have more line speed um, you know it's going to be a very different game to the England game I think it's going to be brutal because um, you know Wales have a very similar attacking game game plan to what we have, uh, which is also the box kicks, although they've got wingers, you know, Liam Williams at fullback as well that can counter it, uh, it attack and have very good aerial skills. So that battle might be, you know, one of the places where the, the outcome might be decided. But I think, you know, forward, again, I agree with John in the, in the England game, the forward packs will probably cancel each other out. I think the same will be in this game. It's just how both the backs start operating. Um, you know, they've got bigger that's not really on form and we've got Pollard that's not really on form either. So yeah. 
yeah. uh, it'll be an interesting tussle. It's it's interesting. I mean, Wales have been it, it, how they're in this semi final is almost amazing because they've played so badly by their own high standards. I mean, Fiji gave them a hell of a go. Uh, Australia broke through their defence a number of times, yeah. and as did France. If you look at it though. They don't like playing against teams that offload. I did a bit of statistical work, and I'm not a great man in the statistics, but sometimes France offloaded 11 times, Australia offloaded 11 times, Fiji offloaded seven times. In our game against Japan, we offloaded twice. Mm. So, you know, our play in a way suits them. And I think in a way that unless we come up with something to change, that we're going to play a little bit into their hands. But having said that, we are an improving side. We're getting better. Our players are getting... And and it's almost like 2007 and 1995. You just get the feeling maybe this is going to be our year. And you think about it. An all-black New Zealand... An all-black South African final again would be the the final, I suppose, everyone but Wales would really want want to have. Although I suppose you could argue North south as some people would like that so i i think again it's it's suiting us we're coming to the boil very very nice i don't think there's a chance in the world that they'll change uh vili larue at fullback he hasn't been at his absolute best but let's see him produce this time it's going to be a war of attrition it could come down to goal kicks but as so often as i said before it'll come down to those three or four key moments where somebody takes the chance and i let's hope it's us but uh either way it's going to be a fabulous fabulous weekend who do you go to win now who who do you pick to win now robbie just an hour yeah without being patriotic i'm going for the Springboks. um, I did a bit of my own research, but mine was more at TAB New Zealand, and they, they've actually been spot on. <laughs> they've actually been spot on with the way they've gone with their bets so far in the World Cup. It's assisted my Super Brew, so and they've got us to win fairly comfortably. They actually go you know, more than seven points, and, and pretty much the same with the All Blacks. But uh, I think we've got enough in the tank, and I think Rassi's an astute enough coach to to work out a plan that we can certainly take Wales. We will take them up front. And, uh, there's no question, but I. I think he will have other plans with regards to how they're going to attack them. So Robbie Kempson says New Zealand and Springboks through to the final. John Robbie, you agree with that? I go with the same. But having said that, there's always that day, and Robbie knows it, I know it. Sometimes the best prepared, best informed team, you go out and it simply doesn't work. Mm. You're, not, you're not meant to win. And I think back to a certain Curry Cup final in 1987 when Nas Buerta kicked four penalties and four drop goals in the pouring rain with the old leather ball. Mm. There was no way we were going to win that game, even though we should. But I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Robbie on that one and that is uh, New Zealand and South Africa Right, the semi-finals get underway this Saturday, the 26th of October and England, New Zealand at 10 o'clock and then Sunday you can catch Wales and South Africa as always, Supersport 1 will bring you all the live coverage uh, please, gentlemen, enjoy the rugby we will be talking again, hopefully to talk about the final between South Africa <laughs> and New Zealand This is Sports Talk Special in association with Supersport Engage with the team now Hashtag Sports Talk Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review it on your favourite podcast app lifepodcasts.fm